Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hey, friends. This is Suge Burry, and again, this is the best show out there, I believe, for women. It's Women's Hot Topics. It's Him for Her Radio, and it's Women's Hot Topics with Suge Burry. And you know where I am? I am on the road in my motorhome, if you couldn't tell, friends, and I have decided to travel the country and interview the most interesting people as we go throughout the United States. And I got to tell you, there are some topics that people are not talking about, and we need to talk about the tough topics. There is no topic off limits. We do have the ability to bring it to the surface, and we're going to look at it through the lens of Christ as well. But today's topic is super hot, fresh off the press. I really want to thank you to our two guests for coming on. I've got Selena Soul. Selena, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're with us as well. And also, um, Christian, she is with us, and she is her uh, counsel. And thank you so much for sharing and coming on. Christian, Christian Holcomb, correct? Christiana. Christiana. I know I'm not going to say it right. I just want to say. No worries at all. It's great to be with you. And uh, Selena, thank you guys again. So um, would you, let's just start from the beginning a little bit. You guys, this is, this topic is a hot topic and it's about men who identify themselves biologically as females who are competing in female sports and it's making a difference. It's making an impact. And so we're going to talk about, is it fair? Is it not fair? How is it impacting uh, women in sports today? And you guys know that for thousands of years, women have tried really hard to finally be uh, competitive in the sporting world and even be identified. And now we have this challenge that lays in front of us. So Selena share with us a little bit from the beginning about your story. So I started competing in track and field when I was eight years old after my mother introduced it to me. Both of my parents did track growing up. My mom was a hurdler and a jumper. My dad was a mid-distance guy and also did cross country and high jump. And for me, it was very natural to get into track. It's in my blood as my parents have done it. And from the moment that I stepped foot on the track in my first race, I absolutely fell in love with the sport and knew that I wanted to do it for as long as I could. And up until high school, I was doing it on my own, doing it with my mom, finding a couple of meets here and there. And I could not wait until I got into high school and I could finally be a part of a team and share my love of track and field with with others. And unfortunately, my high school career did not go the way that I thought it would because I was forced to compete against biological males. It started off in the outdoor season of my freshman year. I raced against one biological male. And then exactly a year later in the outdoor season of my sophomore year, I had to compete against another biological male who competed as a boy for three seasons. And then in the three weeks in between the indoor and outdoor season, transitioned to competing for the girls team. And I had raced, I've raced against these athletes over a dozen times. And every single time I lost by a substantial margin, me and the other girls, we were fighting it for third place and beyond instead of fighting it for first place. And it was just a very heartbreaking experience. So what brings you here today? I mean, you are competing, you're competing against biological men in women's sports. And so what brings you here today? What had happened? How, how did the events come to now? 
So after I raced against a biological male for the very first time, uh, my parents and I, we knew that it wasn't right. And we, we didn't do, do much. We started a, a local petition um, a couple of weeks later at the state meets, but we only started speaking out once the second biological male came because that took away now two spots away from, from girls. And I, uh, I really started speaking out um, even more publicly than before after I lost out on the opportunity to qualify for the indoor uh, New England championships at the uh, CIAC indoor state open in the 55 meter dash. I came in eighth place and the top seven go to finals, the top six qualify for New England's. And I would have made it into the finals, made it to New England's if it were for not those two biological males that took the first and second place and booted me and other girls out of the championship. Okay. So let me pause just for a minute here. Have you spoke to these um, men about competing with women? Have they shared with you at all? Have they talked to you? I have not personally talked to these athletes. No. I just was wondering, you know, how do these athletes feel knowing that they're born biologically as a man and then they're competing with other women in sports? I mean, everybody can clearly see that men and women are created differently. And for them to be physically in a different situation, hands down, they're going to take most of the championship or most of the awards. Well, and if I can just jump in here and underscore that, you know, what happened with these two biological male athletes, as Selena mentioned, one of them did compete in the boys category for three seasons and then turned around and began to compete in the girls. So it's one of those things where having competing in the boys category, never made it to a state championship meet, never, never really uh, set himself apart in that way turned around, began to dominate the girls' category to such an extent that these two male athletes together won 15 women's state championship titles over the course of Selena's high school career. That's absolutely remarkable. I mean, those those 15 championship titles were once held by nine individual different young women. So just to highlight how remarkable that is, they shattered upwards of 17 women's state records in the track and field events in which they competed. So they massively impacted young women across the state of Connecticut and their opportunities to compete, to shine, to win, uh, to compete for athletic scholarships, and certainly directly impacted Selena as well. So where have they gone from this point? Have they moved on then to collegiate To my knowledge, both of the athletes have graduated. I am not aware that they're competing. Um, That hasn't been hasn't been communicated as part of the lawsuit, but they certainly made their mark on girls' high school track in the state of Connecticut over Selena's high school career. And that's just not fair. Girls shouldn't be forced to compete against males who are bigger, faster, and stronger than they are biologically. Yeah, Yeah, I absolutely I agree 100%. Now, if you decide as a biological male that you identify as a woman, you know, that is, you know, in your own personal realm of your life. But when it comes to competition and physical uh, uh, perseverance, et cetera, there's a huge difference between males and females. So as counsel, could you share with me, what is your argument when you go into court and you talk about this? Sure. Well, you mentioned earlier that women have for decades tried to you know, achieve parity and have a level playing field in women's sports, really be recognized for their own achievements on their own merits. So nearly 50 years ago, Congress passed Title IX, which has come to be 
um, symbolic and tightly connected with fairness in women's sports. We had an explosion of women's sports teams and opportunities for girls and new women's scholarships in athletics. So it's really been incredible to see the impact that Title IX has had on the lives of young women, including Selena and how she has personally benefited from that. But we're with these biological males now infiltrating women's sports, we're kind of rolling back these advances for women. Women are losing out on their own championship titles, on their own spot on the field or, you know, place in the swimming pool. They're losing out on opportunities to compete for college scholarships, which, you know, is not important just for paying for college, but could have an impact on their future career as well. So really having a devastating impact on girls, not just in Connecticut, but across the country as well. So Alliance Defending Freedom, on behalf of Selena and three other brave female athletes in the state of Connecticut, filed the first ever federal lawsuit on behalf of female athletes to try to protect fairness in women's sports. We, we want to ensure that the, the field of play is not just fair, but safe as well, because competing against a bigger faster, stronger male has safety implications for girls in contact sports, team sports, and the like. So we filed that federal lawsuit back in early 2020. That case is still ongoing. We're now up at the Court of Appeals, where we're going to be making the argument to the judges that, you know, Selena's losses and being denied the opportunity to get to the next level of competition and being displaced by a biological male violates her rights under Title IX. So you talk about Title IX being fairness for women, but then they don't exclusively uh, define, I'm assuming, what they consider a woman. So Title IX protects on the basis of sex. And the great thing is everyone's protected on the exact same basis, on the same criteria, which is based on your biological sex. But, you know, underlying Title IX was the whole the whole purpose of it was to stop discrimination against women and ensure that they had equal educational opportunities, opportunities um, in the workforce, in, in, in teaching and in education and in that realm, and of course, also in sports as well. So the whole impetus behind Title IX was to give women and girls like Selena that fair playing field. And so it's just really disheartening to see less than 50 years later that really being unraveled. Selena, since um, many of these opportunities were taken away from you because of this scenario, uh, where do you stand today? Are you competing still today? Right now, I am a student athlete at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, and I am still pursuing my love for track and field, and I'm hoping that I can compete in it for as long as I can. And how? And you're, so you're competing today at the college that you're at, Correct. I am unfortunately taking this season off, but in the future, I will. Mm -hmm. Because you are good and you do have excellence. And I was following uh, and researched some of your records and you uh, really uh, have been a superstar in this area until um, the challenges have been presented to you. And so um, where do we go from here? Now, you're at the appeals court. Uh, What can we do uh, as women listening? Because this is a hot topic. And I don't know about you guys. I do give my opinion from time to time. And I do think this is unfair. I don't think it's right. And so what can we do as listeners to come alongside or to make a change going forward in this area? We need everybody to speak out and ask for fairness to be returned to to not only track and field, but to all female sports. And if somebody 
encounters being forced to compete against a biological male, they need to bring it up with, you know, either coaches, school administration, governing bodies, whoever they can to try to ask for a better, better policy, because it's going to be much easier to fight this issue with the more voices we have in support of us. Uh, Counselor, does this have to be done legally in order for anything to happen or can be done on a local level? I absolutely think there are things that can be accomplished at the local level. Um, As Selena mentioned, this is an opportunity for everyone across the country to stand up, speak out, and to support female athletes. In fairness, you know, not just for girls like Selena, but for their daughters and granddaughters and and other young women in their lives as well. So, yes, I would encourage parents to be talking to coaches and coaches, their school administrators. You know, it's really interesting. Last fall, there were some studies done that indicated that well over half and upwards of 70% of the American public agree that it is not fair to allow bigger, faster, stronger males to compete in girls' sports. You know, we see the public outrage with the Leah Thomas situation uh, at the University of Pennsylvania absolutely crushing the female swimming competition. So uh, the American public, I think, is reasonable and recognizes that this is not fair. So we need people to use their voice, to speak out, to ask and demand policy changes at these public universities, uh, high school level, uh, push, uh, be requesting that the NCAA actually do the right thing and protect fairness and safety for female athletes. Yes, I think there is a lot that can be done outside of the litigation process. So let me ask you from the perspective of your competitor, uh, this is somebody who identifies himself as a woman and he wants to compete or do other things like women do, but yet he would have to compete in male uh, track if he wanted to. Let's say they did pass this law, uh, you know, it, but yet that that perspective for him or her is thrown off. What are your thoughts around that counselor? So a couple of things. Number one, there are certainly other options out there as well, including co-ed teams. There's other teams that are not, you know, per se uh, at the high school or collegiate level. They might be um, club teams. Those are those are options. Those are other opportunities. But let's also keep in mind the devastating impact that even one or two biological males can have on women's sports. Again, going back to the state of Connecticut, two males alone swiped 15 women's state championship titles, took more than 85 opportunities for girls to advance from one level of competition to the next. So this has massive ramifications for women's sports. And sports is all about biology. And that's why it's important that we protect the female sex category. I agree on that. Selena, what words of advice would you give other competitors in the United States that are experiencing the same challenges you are? I would tell them that I know it is very difficult at times. There were many times where I thought about giving up, but I let my love for the sport of track and field push me to go further. And I would tell them that they'd need to just keep, keep pushing through someday. This will get resolved. And if they can speak out and ask for these better policies, so they won't have to compete against biological males and, I just want to ensure that no other little girl will have to experience the pain and heartbreak that I had to go through during my high school career. You know, and and here's some hope I want to give you. I interviewed uh, some women from the Olympic ski team just not too long ago, and they were talking about the fight that they had to do to even become competitors in the Olympics Mm -hmm. uh, in ski jumping. Um, And they still were banned from, uh, you know, certain Nordic sports that they were unable to do. 
Um, and so with that, I told them, and I'm going to tell you the same thing if I could, Selena, you're a trailblazer. You're a woman who's out front representing other women in America. And I want to encourage you not only as uh, someone who's following you and supporting you, but as a mother, as a mother myself, I would want to come alongside my daughter and say, what is the best opportunity that we can give the women in the United States today? And that is to stand up for what is what right and what is just. And so I know it might be super frustrating for you, Selena, but hang in there because you are a, a front runner for all the other women who's going to come behind you. Thank you. Yeah, your mom and dad should be super proud of you, <laughs> your parents. And uh, counselor, if you would share with us, what are next steps that are happening? Well, next steps in Selena's case include making our arguments before the appellate court and explaining that allowing a male to take away advancement opportunities and scholarship opportunities and titles away from deserving young women violates Title IX. And we're optimistic that ultimately we'll be able to restore fairness and a level playing field to women's sports. But again, I want to flag, we're fighting this across the country. We're also involved in litigation in the state of West Virginia and the state of uh, uh, Idaho. Um, and there's other women across the country who are facing this as well. So it's a pervasive problem, needs a national solution, and we need everyone to stand up and speak out. So if people are experiencing this in other states, which I'm sure they are, uh, but they haven't stepped forward yet, or they would like to uh, take, it, take legal action on this, what would you share with them? Is there a way that they can reach out to you? Sure. They're welcome to contact us via our website at adflegal.org. We'd be happy to review their situation and consider what their options might be. But again, I would encourage everyone to use their voice, to use their own platform, to push back against school administrators, coaches, um, anyone who's setting policies that are harmful to fairness and safety for female athletes. They need to be pushing back on that right now. You know, the hard part, I, I believe, is there's always new things that are coming up. And you guys know that I'm a believer in Christ and I'm a believer in prayer. Might I ask you, how can we be praying for you both? Selena, would you share with us? How can we pray for you? I would say to just pray that we will one day, hopefully sooner rather than later, get a resolution in our favor. And that not only myself and the other girls in the lawsuit, but girls across the United States and hopefully the world will be guaranteed their fair chance at uh, sports and not only the f- a chance to participate, but to succeed and win those titles. And I was, Go ahead, Constance. And I would say, um, you know, wisdom as we litigate, we want to make bring forward the best arguments. We absolutely believe the law and truth and reality are on our side, but wisdom and, and how we bring forth those arguments and make them as persuasively as we can for the court. But, you know, even thinking about the broader picture here, what we're seeing across American society is the broad erasure of women, you know, women being reduced to birthing people or menstruating people. It's, it's dehumanizing, you know, women who are being forced to share prison cells with violent male rapists and offenders. That's happening right now in the United States. Women being forced to share their private spaces, their locker rooms, restrooms, shower facilities with biological males. And of course, what we're seeing happen in sports as well. It's part of a a broader, you know, effort, I think, to dehumanize women and to erase the reality and the good design of biological sex and how each one of us are either male or female. So we hope broadly to help restore um, that awareness and recognition of the good design of the reality of biological sex. Mm -hmm. 
We'll definitely be praying for you on that. Um, you said that this is throughout the United States um, on, on some litigation. Um, have they had success in those areas? And if not, what can we do uh, to come alongside and support them? You mean in those areas outside of sports? No, no, outside oh. of uh, your state. You outside said across of- the United States, mm-hmm. there's other litigation that's going on or other situations. What's the status of those? Yes. So in the state of Idaho, we are currently um, back down at the trial level. It's still in the early stages. We we'll, should be back up at the Ninth Circuit, the Court of Appeals, very soon. Um, within the next year, hopefully we'll have a decision at the appellate level. In the state of West Virginia, we're still at the trial level, uh, engaged in discovery, sharing information back and forth. So bottom line, uh, these other cases are in the early stages as well. We do know one of them will ultimately reach the Supreme Court, and we're optimistic, again, about ultimately restoring a fair and level playing field for women's sports. Mm -hmm. This is a tough topic, and I know that uh, there's a lot of opinions going on both sides of that fence. And um, we need to start to make an impact and a change, friends. So I do want you to call those of you that are listening, those of you that are with us, I want you to encourage you that this could be a God appointment for you. You know, have you thought maybe I'm going to call my high school or I'm going to call the local uh, uh, administration and talk about this topic? It needs to be brought to the surface. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be solved so that young women like Selena, who have worked so hard for such a long time, don't get robbed of their opportunity to compete. Same way when we talked about the Women's Olympics. Um, we don't want to rob these young women who have worked so hard their whole life to be competitors and, and just professional athletes when we're allowing, which I believe is an injustice to occur. Um, And so I really, hats off to both of you for what you're doing, uh, for your hard work and for, you know, paving that trail. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so thankful that you're with us. If I could take just a minute and just lift up a couple of prayers for you both, would you be comfortable with that? Sure. Yes. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And I know that you have already heard the requests of these two women. And I know that you have already begun to answer them even before I finish. But God, you are a God of justice. You are a God who wants to see things that are done rightly in your eyes. You are a God of righteousness. And so you've, you have told us, Lord, that if we are anxious about anything, that we reach out to you in the name of Jesus through our prayers in Thanksgiving. And I'm going to thank you ahead of time, Lord, that you're already going to go before the judges, go before the trials and do what is right in the eyes of uh, the law, Lord. And so I thank you so much for this opportunity to be with these women. I pray that you will bless them abundantly and immeasurably more than they could ever ask or imagine because of their bravery as they step forward and they stand for what is right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, thank you again so much for coming on the air. And please come back with us again. Give us an update. Let us know what's happening. Would you be willing to do that? Be glad to. Of course. Good. Good. Selena, God bless you and your future and your bravery. And uh, uh, Counselor Holcomb, thank you so much for coming on and and joining us. I really appreciate it. And those of you that are listening, keep listening. Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics with Shugbury on the road. H-I-M number four, her, H-E-R dot org. Please donate today. This is a listener supported show and we can't do it without you. You guys know I love you. Over and out.
Hey, ladies. This is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Suge Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.